<laughs> okay, and then we're saying hi to our viewers right now for the first time. Hi, viewers. <laughs> well, welcome to our new podcast. Uh, my name's Katie, and my co-host is... Uh, Phil. My name is Phil. And we're going to be doing a podcast about mostly movies, TVs, and games, including... Tabletop games, video games. And right now, um, we are recording remotely. When we had started talking about doing this podcast, um, we were going to do it face-to-face, and then this little thing called COVID-19 came around. And so <laughs> we it are totally rem- a wrench in the works. Yes, it did. So we are recording remotely uh, via Facebook Messenger. We're looking at each other, and then we're also using um, a Zencaster to yes. So this is an interesting turn of events. Yes, please forgive uh, sound quality for the first episode. Still working on mics, especially mine. Uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit better quality next episode. Yeah, and the in the we were just talking about how doing it through Zencaster is different than just recording through your computer. So we are trying to adjust everything and it will get better episode by episode. Definitely. Okay, so speaking of COVID nineteen mm-hmm. and how it would be affecting the movie industry, we can talk a little bit about that because there's this new thing with early release movies and yeah. pricing and everything like that. Yeah, Hollywood has gone to streaming movies uh, and early releases on DVD, Blu-ray, uh, and other means just to kind of stay afloat because there's several movies out at the theaters that you know maybe we're only out a week or two and this uh, social distancing happened, stay-at-home orders. So all these movies are just kind of dead at the theater. And Hollywood is pushing back a lot of the dates for upcoming movies, and they're kind of kicking them down the road for six months or a year. So uh, it's, it's a whole new kind of just novel experience. Yeah. And this is very humbling this this little germ can put a huge movie industry to a halt in a way. Yes. Um, I was talking with someone just the other day, I mean, a couple months ago in December. I mean, everybody was living their lives, and you, you never imagined that a couple months later uh, this pandemic would drop and just kind of devastate everything, you know, ignorant of the whole what was coming down the road. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a little scary, but you know we'll get through it. And but but here's the thing: when we do come back from all of this, so we we're, we're having these months and months where nobody's filming anything because they're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So are we going to have like a big influx of movies and TV shows coming out that weren't available now or that were filming but couldn't be released? And then we're going to have a big lull because that's what would have been released isn't being released because it wasn't being filmed during these several months. Well, I think especially with Hollywood, I mean, I don't think you're going to have like a huge drop because they're going to, they're going to want to space them out so they can make their money. And if, you know, if, if they drop them all at once, there's just going to be, the money's going to be spread out too much among all the different movies. So 
Hollywood always, they look at the calendar and they try to distance their movies from other potential blockbusters just so they don't, you know, they want to make the most potential money that they can. So they're going to kind of distance their movies from other movies. So I think they'll kind of sprinkle them here and there. Yeah. Then how do you explain, remember the movies Tombstone and Wyatt Earp? Mm-hmm. They, they were two of the exact same films, came out at the exact same time. And were what were they, was that just a popularity contest? I think it was. And the funny thing is, I remember when reading some of the behind, um, behind the scenes production problems they were having on that. It's like they were doing so many Westerns at the time. They were having problems with like costuming. Oh, geez. Because like, you know, there's so many in production, but you know, I found that to be typical. I remember like um, Armageddon came out and at the same time, um, what was the other movie? Had Elijah Wood in it. Contact? No, it wasn't Contact. It was the same, same premise. You had, um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. There was a big wave from a comet. Yeah. Look that up. <laughs> yeah, I remember from that film, I remember in the garage when he goes to try to find the key to the motorbike and they're in like mason jars. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. There you go. Deep Impact. And then um, you also had, back in the day, uh, there was a movie called Volcano. And that came out at the same time as Dante's Peak. So traditionally with Hollywood, I think you'll see multiple movies that kind of cover the same thing. It's, I don't know, it just seems like a trend. You'll, you'll have something released and then there'll be another movie just right on its heels that, that pertains to the same subject matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another thing, though, I think that where everybody's like quarantined to their house this is like a really good time for people to discover older movies because there are so many movies, especially older ones in Hollywood that people skim over or never see. So now when there's this um, drought as far as movies and different media like that, now's a good time to kind of go back and discover some of those movies you never got a chance to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the one? Um, uh, it's the lawyer, the old time black and white lawyer one. It was after a book. Oh, to Kill a Mockingbird. There you go. I want. I have that one, and I've been meaning to watch it, and I need to watch it. I'll tell you a really good movie that kind of went under everybody's radar is Stardust. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that with um, Robert De Niro's not in it? Is he? Yes, yes, he is. He's a a pirate, like a sky pirate. And and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, is that the other one in it? I think Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. And actually, the lead actor in it, and I didn't realize it until much later, um, and I can't think of his name, but he played, I believe, Daredevil in the Netflix. Um, oh, Chris. Series. He, had, he had, like, long hair and everything in it, but it's a really, it's a really good movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, you know, now's a good opportunity to go back and kind of watch well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I remember seeing it on like Netflix or somewhere and I'd always see the picture of it and I thought that just looks silly. Well, yeah, I mean, I would put it in the same category as probably Princess Bride. Oh, 
Oh, okay. I mean, it's not like as funny, but it's kind of like a fantasy kind of adventure movie like that that's lighthearted. So if you like The Princess Bride or The Princess Bride, you should probably check out that movie. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something horrible, but I've never seen The Princess Bride. <laughs> what? How can you never see The Princess Bride? See, you need to watch that while you're locked in your house. That is, <laughs> that's like in my top 10 movies of all time. I've I've wanted to watch it. I just never, I, I think, I don't that's think it's available. That you don't watch that. <laughs> I'm, I think that's a line from the movie, isn't it? Yes. I was going to say, watch the movie, you'll get the reference. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then that'll be another, wait, I'm writing it down. As we speak, Princess Bride and Stardust, correct? Stardust, yes. Okay. If you need them, I can get them to you. Okay. I think Princess Bride's available on something, isn't it? Oh, it's available on everything. It has so many different famous actors in it. Oh, it has, yeah, famous actors. Who's the, who's the main guy? Uh, Carrie Owens. If I say his name wrong, I apologize. Yeah, he was but on some epi- episodes of Psych. Yeah, and, I mean, yes, he was. And he was in Twister and uh, oh, Saw, yeah. if you're a horror fan. Um, but he has been in a lot of different... What was Days of Thunder? I think he was in that as well. That was a good movie. Yes. I like that movie a lot. I feel, I feel the need. <laughs> For speed. So that was from Top Gun, right? Was that Top Gun? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm confusing Tom Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> oh, anyway, mission quite impossible. Anyway, um, ooh, hey, can we reverse back to the topic of early release movies? My thought process is they're charging you twenty bucks to get an early release movie like Bloodshot or Onward. I think that they should charge you like $7 to rent it rather than purchase the whole thing. And then you rent it. It's the same ticket as a movie ticket and you watch it once. I, I would agree with that. However, even if you do play, pay $20 for a movie, I mean, if you go to a theater, you're going to spend more than that just going. If you go with a family or whatever, I mean, you're going to end up spending like $40. So, right. You know, $20 is an awful lot for, it's a gamble because you don't know if you're going to like that movie or not. Uh, but in the long run, it probably would be cheaper than if you would go and pay $8 to get in and pay $10 for popcorn <laughs> and, you know, $3, $4, $5 for a drink. So in the long run, $20 would be cheaper. But I agree with you. I think you should be able to do it even $10, just rent it, watch it once, and then right. over and done. But oh, here's my other thing. You pay seven bucks to rent it and then you like it mm-hmm. and you pay 20 bucks to own it. Or you could have the option where you just pay another 13. So it rounds it up to 20. I like your thinking. Cause like you look at Amazon, like audible, if you buy a book, you know, I pay $7 for a book to read. It usually gives you an option for a couple dollars more to have the narration. So it could be something along those lines where rent it, you like it. You can get a discounted, you know, uh, since you already paid $7 up front, you can just pay on the back end the rest of it and own it. Yes, uh, you're hired. (laughs) But I do think, you know, with this whole pandemic that uh, it is going to change the dynamic of movies going forward. Just where everything Mm -hmm. 
back and they're putting all the current movies on digital release, which is good. I mean, I think Hollywood has to do something or they're going to kind of go under right now. It's, it's keeping them afloat. Well, and I don't think we're going to see the effect of it until after they come back. Because when, when we come back and we can go, go to the movie theater, number one, not a lot of people are going to go. Oh, I agree with that. There will be some people that will never go back. And, and honestly, with movies, I mean, there are some big event movies like Avengers or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings where you want to have that energy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with going with other people. Or you want to see the big effects on the big screen. But but now, most of the time, if you go to a movie, I mean, honestly, in, within two months, you you can buy it. So right. unless, unless you have to go, I mean, it's more economical just to, to wait two months. You can buy it and own it for $20. You can watch it at your own leisure. You don't have to worry about people talking in the theater. You don't have to worry about pricey snacks. It's a better deal. It's it's just a better deal to, if you can wait, if it's not something that you have to go day one or, you know, first month and see it with a group or whatever, it's a, it's a better deal to wait and just buy it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you do want that experience of being in the theater when Captain America catches Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. And hear everyone cheer. Or do you just want to be in the comfort of your home with four people that you know and yeah. in your recliner that no stranger has sat in? Well, and honestly, I mean, the picture's better at home because who doesn't have a high-def TV? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of the movie theaters are digital, but it's still a better picture because it's not projected. You know, it's just more comfortable. So yeah. I would definitely uh, kind of like to see Hollywood go in that direction where you can just, uh, they release it, you know, rent it whatever, pipe it into your own house. Mm-hmm. Now I heard someone else say drive-in movie theaters might come back because then you're, you're in your car, but you're still with a group of people. But then again, you're separated by a car. Yeah. I like drive-in theaters though. I, I hated it when ours went out of business. Um, was, you know, drive-ins are great. Last one I remember going to was Inspector Gadget and Deep Blue Sea. It was a double feature. And and Deep Blue Sea, I think I was 13 years old. And my mom and dad were in the front. And it was Deep Blue Sea, I think, was rated R because of the violence. And yeah. my sister, Sarah and I thought that we were going to get in trouble because we were, we were going to see a rated <laughs> R movie. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm trying to remember when I saw, I remember seeing uh, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner at the drive-in. I remember. Oh wow! <laughs> I know that's uh, that's back in the nineties. But when did ours close here? When when was that? I mean, well, let me look up when Inspector or Deep Blue Sea was, and that was right before it closed. I think. What was it? Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Oh, I can't remember. I can't even remember. But I saw a ton and. You know, it's just novel because you we'd always bring a cooler with like pop in it and stop at the Chinese restaurant and get takeout and <laughs> just bring it in with you. I mean, it was great. A lot of people bring lawn chairs and not even in their car. They just sit in front of the car or whatever in the lawn chairs. Yeah. Was, uh, good times. I thought it was amazing how you put the little box on your window and all the sound came out of that. Yes. That was cool. Well, it'd be interesting to see. I know, like, a lot of the theaters have closed just due to, like, 
with the inception of all the digital projectors, they're so expensive that, you know, it put a lot of the drive-ins out of business. And really, I mean, uh, you know, there's always option of buying used projectors, but like the digital ones are so new that they're, they really, <laughs> there's none of those available, but it'd be interesting to see how many um, uh, drive-ins are still in business in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, here, hey, let's Google it. <laughs> Go to the Googles. <laughs> wow. There are currently only about 330 drive-in theaters that remain in operation in the United States, compared to a peak of about 4,000 in the late 1950s. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Well, like I said, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they will make a comeback. That would be a great thing. I'd like to see that happen. I watched The Mandalorian um, over Christmas. What did you think? I liked it. I liked the. I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm excited for season two. And Ros- Rosario Dawson's going to be Ahsoka. I saw that. Um, which really, I think that you know, a couple of years ago they talked about doing a Boba Fett movie, and I think they talked about it and it got canceled. And I think this is really kind of what that movie became. And I think they changed it. Instead of Boba Fett, it's just the Mandalorian because they don't want to pay George Lucas the royalties uh, by <laughs> characters, so they kind of came up with the Mandalorian. So it was uh, the best thing that's came out of Star Wars in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. top 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 tier. I thought it it was like really good. Well, I I liked it. The number one thing I liked about it was that it was tying in the Clone Wars. Yes. Which I'm excited because if you think about it, I mean, I think it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So just the availability of different characters. Uh, I would like to see Luke Skywalker be on there. Uh, that would be, they could either uh, recast him and not use Mark Hamill, although I do like Mark Hamill, and they could use uh, the aging technology on him. But a lot of people are talking about, um, and there's some fan art out there, and it, it kind of fits perfectly, is, um, oh, shoot, actor that plays Bucky Barnes. Oh, uh, Sebastian. Yes, Shaw. There you go. Shaw, Shaw yes, yes. Uh, there are some actual pictures that, uh, like fan art that people did uh, of him as Sebastian Luke. Stan, sorry. Stan, Stan, I, you know, you know who Sebastian Shaw is, right? Do I? Um, he was an actor. He played. He was on Jaws. It was uh, Quint. I think. Uh, I I, th- I don't know the actors in there. I, I believe that's correct because I'm a big Jaws fan. So, um, am I right on that, or am I wrong? I could be wrong. I'm thinking. No, who am I thinking? Sebastian Shaw, Shaw was. Um, it's not Shaw. Well, there um, was a Sebastian Shaw in one of the Star Wars. Sebastian Shaw played like uh actually when he, he's the one who played Darth Vader without the mask on in Return of the Jedi. Who I think I can't think of his name. It's just like yeah. on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of um Robert Shaw is yes, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw is I know there were one of those Shaws, but it was Robert Shaw was on Jaws. He was uh, he was also on Bond. Um yes, he he has since passed away, but yes. There's too many too many actors with the name Shaw. Shawshank Redemption. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um. Sebastian. We were was talking, talking. Yeah, we were talking about having um, uh, Return of the Jedi era characters on the Mandalorian. There you go. But no, yes. you're right. They could do the aging technology, um, like what they did with the, in the Irishman. Did you see that yet? No. They could, but I don't know if they would spend that much money on a TV show. Although they should, I think it would be it would be good. Although, okay, so I liked Solo. But they recast someone as Han. Do you think they casted him well, or do you think they'd make the same mistake recasting Luke? Um, I think Sebastian Stan would be a good job. And actually, there's some, um, you know, it's been brought up before, and Mark Hamill and him kind of joke around, and Mark Hamill calls him son, you know. And so, I mean, that's not a foreign concept to him. Uh, they've actually, you know, Mark Hamill and uh, Sebastian have kind of talked about that, uh, and it would be a good fit. I do not think that Solo, the actor that they got to play um, Solo, was a good fit. I don't know why they didn't use, um, oh, shoot, who was the actor that played the young Harrison Ford? What was that movie? And um, Age of Adeline. Age of Adeline. Yeah. So th- then that would be Michael. No, wait, that's a different guy. He's playing a different guy. I started that movie and then I didn't finish it. I mean, it's dead on. Here it is. Anthony something. He looks like him. He has the same mannerisms. Anthony Ingruber. He even looks like you. And I don't know why they did not, like, YouTube it. Well, he's done an actual Han Solo impression. Yeah, he has. That's the same guy. But, he, I mean, he's perfect. Yeah, I mean, he's like, just watch this clip that Anthony Gruber in Age of Adeline. I mean, he's like perfect. I mean, he just, I mean, it's, it's, is Harrison Ford. I don't know why they didn't use him. Uh, Here we go. Chris. No, you keep doing that. You're going to flood your engine. Thank you. Thank you for the useful tip. Well, you're going to get one hell of a tan at least. I'm sorry. I've done everything I could to get this thing started. I won't. All right. All it needs is a push start. Um, just lose the brake. I'll give you a push. You pop your clutch and you'll take off. Didn't sound perfect. Yeah, he even has the smirk. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I don't understand why they didn't use him, but. Oh well, I mean, lost opportunity, missed Maybe opportunity. Didn't want to do it. Oh, I think he did. <laughs> I think he did want to do it, but I don't know why the studio, unless he just didn't have enough experience and they didn't want to, you know, uh, take the chance on him. But I mean, he's dead ringer. I mean, he did an excellent job in that movie. How do you get experience if you can't get roles? People, come on. That's right. <laughs> But I would like them to do. I you know sometimes I don't want them to. I don't want them to do the aging process on Mark Hamill because then that deprives a young actor like this dude of an opportunity to play yeah. an iconic character. With this movie, though, I think the problem with Solo was. I mean, Ron Solo is such an iconic character played by such an iconic actor. I mean, it's hard to see anybody else in that role, and when you. Um, you know, get somebody that's that's not anything close 
to him. I mean, it's a suspension of disbelief. I mean, you have to like really just kind of, it's just jarring because you're, you're, I mean, it's such an iconic character. It's probably one of the, one of the most well-known characters in cinematic history. I don't know. Um, but I can see, I mean, I could definitely see someone else playing a young uh, Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. on the TV show. See, I'm not, I thought I thought the guy from Solo did an did an okay job. There were little little like um, verbal cues that he did that I felt were reminiscent. But then I don't appreciate the fact that they introduce this romantic care or this romantic character into the role. And then they just end it. I'm very mad that they ended it on Maul, and they're not going to do anything more with Maul. Yeah, well, I think that was the plan. I mean, I think they were going to, but they lost money on Solo. So I think, I mean, you know, who knows? He might show up. He could show up in The Mandalorian. He's not. (laughs) I mean, he was in The Clone Wars, the animated series. But now help me out with the with the timeline if if he was in solo mandalorian is before solo right uh no it would be after because that's five years after the jedi okay and at what spoiler what point does maul get killed in rebels so would solo be in between those two uh well solo takes place before a new hope i mean it's so it would be between like the Clone Wars and like A New Hope. I think it takes right. place maybe before. So you don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, North Maul's the death of Mirian. I don't know how, how long they live. So, I mean, he could, you know, live. A, <laughs> you know, that would be like. Oh, yeah. Solo does happen before Rebels. It happens between the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that's about to come out and Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, because there's only like uh, New Hope is like 18 years before it would uh, between the Clone Wars and A New Hope. There's only about 18 years because Luke and Leia were born at the end of that. So I mean, it's not probable that you know Maul could be in. um, I don't think he will because according according to this timeline I'm looking at, it's got the Star Wars Rebel timeline in like a bracket. And the Mandalorian comes after it. And and we know that Maul gets killed by Obi-Wan in Rebels, right? What does he? <laughs> he <got killed> by <laughs> <Ben> of Menace. <laughs> He's <laughs> if he does, he is my favorite character of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean but, I mean they could have a lot of different characters in there. Um which I think would be good. I mean, it's good to kind of. I mean, obviously, they're going to be bringing in some some fan favorites. I feel they got Ahsoka. I mean, It'll be neat to see her see her in live action. Well, what do you think about her? The casting for her. I mean, do you are you happy with that? I mean, I mean, when I saw the article, I was like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> she looks like Ahsoka. Um, I just, you know, clip art a headdress on her, and that's Ahsoka. But um, I'd kind of like to see Ashley Eckstein do it. Um, I mean, she does the voice, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's ever been in front of the camera, but 
I mean, that'd be kind of cool if she played the part. I think though that she's she's too small a stature to do it. Like maybe if she was playing a young Ahsoka. Well, that's true. But what if Sam Witwer played the live action Maul? Uh, well, I'd kind of like to see Ray Park continue to do it. Well, yeah, I'm biased <laughs> to Sam Witwer. <laughs> well, did you uh, did you ever play the whole um, Fortune Least? Yes. Because so he he did he did that character as as well. So I mean, that would be a good movie. Built to do a Force Unleashed movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just do all the video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we did a good Star Wars talk. Yep. There's a lot to dive into on Star Wars. There's a lot of source material. Absolutely. We'll just have a Star Wars segment every episode. How about that? We should. We can. We can talk about um, the new Star Wars game next time. There you go. TBD on SW. Yeah. <laughs> or no. TB not TBD. TB to be continued. TBC. Sorry, I don't know my alphabet. Yeah. Have you watched Hunters on Prime? No, I haven't watched that. I'm I'm behind on all my movies and um, uh, TV shows. Just uh, I'm I'm in uh, college right now, and um, it's just been a lot of work. So I just have to catch up when I can. Over uh, Christmas break, I did watch I watched The Mandalorian, which was a very good show. I enjoyed that very much. But um, I'm just kind of behind on my media right now. Good. Well, let it be known, education comes first. There you go. I still need to watch Picard. I want to watch that and check that show out and see if it's any good. I haven't watched that, but I saw a picture of now I'm aging myself because I remember watching the show, but I don't remember like the the names of the character. Of course, I know Picard, but who's his cohort with the beard? Oh, Riker, number one. There you go. Um, I saw a picture of them together and I'm like, wow, time flies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like, yes, everybody that they have brought back on that show, um, you know, that definitely aged. Yeah, it's hard to have characters like that that you haven't seen in, in quite some time. And, you know, you remember them a certain way and then they come back and it's like, wow, it, it really kind of puts you in your place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and Patrick Stewart looks basically the same. Oh, yeah. Well, he was in Logan. Looks, uh, I mean, he's been in front of the camera quite a bit. Uh, you know, um, Jonathan Frakes does a lot of directing. He's the one that, that plays uh, William Riker. So you don't see him or a lot of the cast as much as you do Patrick Stewart, um, which he has kind of aged, like I said, in front of the camera. So you, you actually, it's not quite as as much of a shock because you've seen him in other things like Logan or X-Men movies. Um but when you haven't seen some of the other actors that really haven't done that much, it's, it's, it is quite a shock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, as a kid, you know, I'm watching that version of Star Trek as a, oh, yeah. a 10-year-old or whatever. Um, and that's, that's the way you tend to remember them. Yeah. Exactly. But mom had an uber-duber crush on <laughs> Jean-Luc. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, she loved Captain John Luke. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I liked Data because he wore glasses, and I had to wear glasses, so he made glasses cool. Oh no, that's not Data. What's that's his name? Jordy. 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 Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Yes. And that was just a, a hair clip. I think was it? Did they base that off of like a hair clip, like uh, one of the old eighties kind of oh, like yeah. visor? Yeah, what are they called? A headband. A headband or is it a banana clip? Is that what those are called? I don't know. What are those? <laughs> I, I have no idea because. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that I used to take my headbands and put them in front of my eyes and say it was him. That's awesome. I always liked Worf. The Klingon. Klingon, yeah, Klingon. So. I remember when it first came on, um, late, late 80s, and uh, I was kind of opposed to it because, you know, I liked the original series, but then I started watching it, and it, it pretty much became my favorite series. Um, seven, seven seasons. It was a good show. What are your thoughts? Didn't they say at that time, again, because I was a little younger, uh, at that time, didn't people like not like those movies that came out after that series? Um. Or there was criticism towards them. The next, well, I think for the most part, the first one, first contact, was well received, but the other ones, not so much. I mean, they were okay, but they, uh, I think, the, definitely the pinnacle was like first contact, uh, that movie. But they just kind of got to be uh, more mediocre. <laughs> Well, the one I really remember was the one when they go back in time or they travel somewhere and they run into um, Captain Kirk. Oh, that Generations, yes. That was the one that bridged the two, the original and the next generation. And that, you know, it didn't really have all the next generation characters in it. It was mostly Picard and, and uh, Kirk. Uh well, I guess it did, actually. I mean, it did have most of the Next Generation ca cast. It didn't have all the old original series cast. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good movie. I enjoyed it. That's the one I really remember watching over and over and over. Um, First Contact had the Borg in it, which, you know, that was one of the, the fan favorite storylines in the TV show, mm -hmm. uh, was, was the Borg. And so that... Uh, the first movie, the first full movie that was just them by themselves, it, it involved uh, the Borg, Borg Queen, um, and it was it was the best movie. So I think universally it's accepted that that was the best movie. <laughs> you can't get better than the first one, right? Yeah. I have to look up a Borg because is Borg like the robot type thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Like, creeped me out. Yeah, they, uh, they went on to be on, like, some of the other, like, Voyager and some of the other TV shows. But, yes, that was, uh, there was a cliffhanger, like, Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and 2 in the original series where he got assimilated, you know, Picard got assimilated. Yeah. And uh, you had to wait all summer until the show came back on. It was freaking everybody out. Um, but that was, <laughs> that was some of the best uh, episodes of The Next Generation. So who who is this actress that p played the Borg? Uh, the um, Alice Krieg. She played the um, Borg Queen. Is that who you're talking about? Or I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, it's Alice Alice Krieg. Yeah, she was actually in. Um, 
Chariots of Fire. She was in that movie, I believe. I met her. Okay. I have a picture with her. You uh, she's met? a really nice lady. Yep. I um yeah, I got a picture with her. I'll have to send it over to you. Yeah. Where where were you at meeting her? Um I'm trying to remember where I saw her at. Um I think I was at a big uh, convention someplace. I'm trying to remember, remember which where it was at, but I mean it's been like I mean it was in the nineties. I've never been to a convention. I want to, but I'm agoraphobic and I don't like large crowds. So <laughs> uh, conventions were really big um, in the nineties, but not so much anymore. I mean, they, most of the conventions that they do have are um, kind of in California, um, and uh, they do a lot of the cruise ship kind of conventions. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they're doing a Harry Potter cruise. That would be awesome. Uh, but I have a friend. Or we have a mutual friend that uh, she's been out to California uh, quite a few times at Star Trek conventions. But back in the 90s, you know, they, they would, some of the bigger cities, Columbus or Cincinnati would have them, uh, Covington, uh, with, and they'd be kind of close and you get to see a lot of people. So, I mean, it was great. It was nice getting to talk to the actors and actresses and well, and I, so I was gonna, I was gonna try to go to one this year. There's one in outside Pittsburgh called Steel City Con, and it's in Monroeville, which is nearby where some of my family lives. And the number one person that I saw in there that I wanted to meet was Freddie Prince Jr. Mm. But of course, I'm assuming that's canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but let me see some of the other people. I mean, Freddie Freddie Prince was the was the number one person I think that was going to be there. Did you see, June twelfth through the fourteenth. Um, oh, uh, John, what's his name? Um, Dennis Lawson was going to be there. Well, the guy, the guy. It's a Marvel show on Netflix that his family was killed. Not reading about John Bernthal, Frank Castle. He plays. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, from Walking Dead. Yeah, there you go. And then... You played Shane in Walking Dead. And then some... Uh, one of the girls that was on Walking Dead, she was in the casket, and she she jumps out and tries to attack people. She turned into a uh, walker. But she's also on the new Star Trek series. Um, oh, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, asking me all the hard, hard questions. I know who... Martin Green is um, her last name. I can't Martin say her Green, first name. Uh, yeah. Sonequa? Yeah. She's on uh, Star Trek Discovery. That's a new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should uh, try to do, since you're a Star Wars fan, you should do Star Wars Celebration. I've done that in, uh, when I was in Indianapolis. That was during uh, uh, Attack of the Clones when that movie came out. I did it that year. But now I think they're all at, since Disney and Star Wars, I think they're all at Disney World. So if that ever reopens and they, they have that, you can, um, you can go there. I think they still have it because I think they had it this year and that's where they premiered the Clone Wars trailer um, yeah. for season seven. And I, th- I can't, Chicago it might have been in. Well, you can double dip if it's there and go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Again, I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, tell me about all the Star Wars runs you've done in Florida. Oh, I've done a couple. The uh, 
Uh, well, they do typically, and they actually, I mean, everything's canceled this year, but I did, uh, they do a race, a race in California, and that was the light side. And then they do the dark side runs in, in Florida. And those are typically, I've done those a couple of years. Um, like I did a, like a 5K one day, 10K the next day, half marathon the next. Um, and it's through the Disney parks. Uh, so the races, I mean, they get up, you have to get up, like the buses come to pick you up about three in the morning. Uh, race starts about five and cause they, you have to be done by the time the parks open, but, uh, they're really nice. I mean, they're like higher end races are a little bit expensive, but, um, Disney really kind of rules out the red carpet. And uh, I mean, you get a lot of, a lot of stuff for your money, but they're, they're really nice. I mean, because like, I remember, First one I did running through the animal kingdom, you know, it's all lit up at night. And then they had uh, like stormtroopers and a lot of bounty hunters giving like all the runners like high fives as they went through. I mean, there's like something like, I mean, 10,000 people running. So it's, uh, I mean, quite a spectacle. It's, it's like, it's, they're really nice. If you're, a, if you're a runner, <laughs> if you like to run, uh, I would highly recommend those, but like I said, everything's on hold and closed down at Disney now. I don't know if they'll, you know, who knows? They may not do stuff like that anymore. You just, mm. you don't know. It's all about the virtual running now, huh? Yeah. Which they kind of uh, did that a little bit with some of the, the Disney. I mean, they have a few virtual runs. But one thing that was nice, if you did the one that was in California at Disneyland, and then you, the light side one, you went to the dark side one in Orlando. They had a special medal. It was the Kessel Run. It was the Millennium Falcon. So you had to do them both in the same year. Uh, or I, I believe it was the same year. I think I think the light side is in the fall. And then the dark side one in Orlando was in the spring. So maybe if you just did them. Because I know there are some people getting that medal I went to the one in Orlando and they were getting it in April. So it must count if you do like the fall and then spring, I guess that's, you have to do those back to back, but yeah, it was a, it was a nice, nice, nice run. You'd think the dark side would be in the cold temperature and the light side would be in the warmer, sunny springtime. Uh, you would think, but, um, I don't know, but they, actually they kind of changed it. I think the, um, because they closed the light side one. They didn't do that for the last year or so. Uh, I, I think they quit doing all the races at the California site just because they were doing construction or something. So I think they actually, even the last couple of years, I didn't get to do, do it last year, but changed the name of the race. It's not the, even the dark side. It's something like the New Order Challenge or something now. But since they have the light side and the dark side, they just they kind of changed how it was uh, structured. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I I was trying to look like last year. I tried to sign up for the 10K because I don't think I can do a half marathon. But I s tried to go and I I was ready to register for the 10K. But then I was like, wait, dad might want to go too. So I waited a week and I shouldn't have done that because then it was closed. And then I tried again this year. And as soon as I went to go look, it was closed. I could <laughs> Well, you with those races, I mean, you have to be like on it because I mean they sell out. You have to like the day they go, the registration um, goes on sale. You pretty much have to get queued up and 
And and the thing is, it's like like the challenge will be include like the 10 10k and a half, and then they have separate a separate one that's a, a 5k. So you can only put one thing in your cart, your virtual cart at once. And the first year I went, I was like, I'm going to do, you know, I want to do the, the 10 and a half. So I got it. And then I went back to get the 5k and it sold out. But the thing is with that, the, the 5k typically sells out faster because you, that's the only thing that younger kids can participate in for the 10 and the half. I believe you have to be 18 years old. So, you know, the young kids want to do it because it's star Wars and if they're going to do it, the parents are going to do it with them. So, I mean, you automatically, you know, three tickets, boom. So it sells out quicker. Oh, yeah. So the next year I did it, um, the second time I did it, I registered for the five first. And then I went back and did the half because I found out it sold out a little, uh, it, not as quick. So I took a gamble and I kind of did the five. Because if I'm going all the way to Florida. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to do every race I can do. You sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If you have to do that, if you have to do it, you have to do it. I mean, if you want to do all three of them, you got to steal the tickets from children. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that year, uh, the year I did that too, I did all three. I ended up actually getting the flu. Uh, I was sick I, the day of the half marathon. I got up and I threw up and um, went out and ran it and did it. And but I got back home and I went to the doctor and I actually had contracted like the flu um, while I was there. But I, but I still did the the race. The adrenaline got you through it, probably. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, I just wanted to mention one show that I've been watching. And I have to, I have to talk about it because I want more people to watch it. I don't know if it's your cup of tea, but it's a Jane Austen series, and it's called Sanditon. Everybody needs to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's called what now? Sanditon, S A N D I T O N. Okay. And here's the, okay. Here's a frustrating thing with with television shows. You watch, I don't want to watch first seasons of things unless I know they're going to either end or come around for a second season. And what happened with this show is they ended on a cliff note and, and now they say there's not going to be a season two. Uh, see, I don't mind watching if it's one season and it wraps up. I mean, I'll invest in that, but yeah, it's definitely not worth it if, Especially if it's like a cliffhanger or something. But a lot of times they, they think they're going to do it, but they just don't get the funding. Or Oh, it's totally a cliffhanger because, okay, it's Jane Austen. So it's a romance, you know, series. Yeah. And, well, I'm not going to say anything because if people watch it, it's really good to watch even though it has that cliff, that, that, that ending that nobody likes. But the ending would be perfect if they did a second season. But it's kind of like, I think they knew going into it, because it's on PBS, and it was produced by people over in in Britain. But if you know going into it that you might not get a second season, then you need to have an alternate ending. Yes. But uh, like I said, they may not have been aware that maybe they thought that, hey, the ratings were good, and we're going we're gonna to get it to do it. And, and then it just... Something happened and they didn't get to do it. But I they were re- they were relying on Americans to get better ratings than they did in England, and I'm thinking, don't do that. It is disappointing uh, uh, whenever you invest that time and energy into a show and you really like it, and then nothing. 
Yeah, it's almost you broke the character's heart, and you're also breaking the viewer's hearts. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things, did you watch? You're a Stranger Things fan. When they had that first season, it wrapped up nice and tidy, and you didn't know if there was going to be another one, but it it got much acclaim, and um, they went for a second season. But it wrapped up, you know, nice and tight at the end, and you didn't have that cliffhanger. I mean, Except for season three. Yeah. Well, three, you know they're going to do it because they're making a ton of money. But it's the first season that kind of does that. I mean, they definitely left threads there to pick back up, but they didn't really leave you hanging with a lot of things. Absolutely. And and I think that's humble in a way of we really like this show. We understand the viewers may like it as well. We're going to end it. And then if we can come back, there's still a window of opportunity. Yeah. But. Who knows? You know, uh, another network will pick it up. I mean, that's not unheard of. It has happened before. Look at uh, Stargate, uh, one of my favorite sci-fi shows, Stargate. It started out on uh, Showtime, I think. Did one season, and then it went to, was it Fox? Uh, no, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Channel. And then uh, Sci-Fi bought it, and it went on, it did 10 seasons. So, you know, hey. maybe it'll... Maybe someone will pick it up. Well, okay. So I have, I have another. I have a friend who who reads fan fiction for it, and she's read like probably twenty different fan fictions because the fans are like, we want this story to end in a happy way rather than the horrible way that you ended it. So she's <laughs> reading all these fan fictions just to try to get some closure. Well, um, that, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I mean, at least. You know, she's exploring. I mean, now it was so it was a Jane Austen novel or is it about Jane Austen? It was based on her works. Okay, so she wrote a book. It's it's the last book she started before she died. Um, Okay. She only wrote like a chapter or two and basically introduced the characters. Not really much of a storyline. And then her niece finished it. But I'm I'm trying to remember if the the series that they that they made, if it goes exactly along the lines of the niece, I think they changed some things. But so uh-huh. it's not it's based on Jane Austen's work. Okay. But uh but there is a novelization. Yes. But it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily parallel the TV show. Correct. She should try reading the book, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll better get some kind of closure with it i i'm gonna have to read i'm gonna have to read it now because i don't i'm pretty sure it doesn't end the way that the show ends okay well just read it and see you know see if you like it better and who knows i have to read hopefully (laughs) (laughs) well you get the audio audio book and you can listen there you go is jim dale gonna narrate it Maybe. You never know. <laughs> um, okay, you want to do some quiz questions? Sure. Like, you quiz me this time, and I'll quiz you next time. There you go. That works. Okay, this has multiple choice. You can either right. answer it answer it without multiple choice or ask for it, and then I can uh, narrow it down to two. Okay, you. I'll just try to answer it straight up, and then if I need a hint, I'll ask you for multiple choice. Okay. Eddie the Eagle tells the story of a competitor in which sport? 
I'll be a choice on that. Okay. Um, a, ski jumping. B, speed skating. C, ice hockey. Or D, tobogganing. Uh, I'd say hockey. No, it's ski jumping. Ski jumping. What is that? Like a movie? Tra- what? What? What movie is that? Yeah, that has um, Hugh Jackman and uh, oh, Elton John, the guy who played Elton John, Taron Egerton. Okay, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that that movie. It was about um, it was like the 1980s, some some 80s Olympics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Okay. I think you'll get this one. Okay. Okay. Who plays the title role in Edward Scissorhands? (laughs) Johnny Depp. Cha-ching! Yay! (laughs) I need to get a sound for right and wrong answers. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. You might know this, but I wouldn't have known it. I hope I'm saying this correctly. Isla Nublar is the setting for which series of movies? Oh, Jurassic Park. Nice! I love me some Jurassic Park. <laughs> I would not have known that. Is that the island? Yeah, it's in uh, Costa Rica. There you go. And and what I will do is I will edit all of those ums out. Okay. I appreciate that. So it just says it's set in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, here we go. Star Wars The Force Awakens is set how many years after Return of the Jedi? Three. There you go. Hey, I need something. You want to keep going? (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Okay. The 2015 movie Creed is a spinoff from which successful movie series? Rocky. (laughs) Dun, 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 (laughs) dun. Gonna fly now. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm I'm punching a big thing of uh, meat in a meat freezer. Yeah, <laughs> running up and down the stairs. Sometimes I actually run to that song. So. It's a good motivator. Yep, it is a, a lot of good. Uh, that soundtrack has a lot of good songs on it. One song I like to run to that's a movie soundtrack is "Last of the Mohicans." Oh, really? I haven't ran to that. But that would be a good one. I like. I do like that soundtrack. Yeah, it's like it starts out slow, and then it's like I need to run out of these woods because someone's chasing me. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Okay, who plays the title role in the 2015 movie Magic Mike XXL? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, never seen it, but I do know that. <laughs> Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Um, give me a give me a multiple choice. I know I know his name. I can't think of it. He's in GI Joe and um, 
You get, you, you're on the right track. If you can name three movies uh, he's in, I'll give it to you without knowing his name. Uh, <laughs> first, first two G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> and, uh, and the first Magic Mike. There you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you know Channing Tatum. Yeah, I knew it started with a C and I couldn't think of the name. Um, I couldn't think of his name for the, to save my life. What else has he been in? Uh, Dear John, I doubt you've seen that. No, um, I haven't seen that. Oh, he was in that really... Oh, 21 Jump Street. There you go. Was he in 21 Jump Street? Yeah. Um, oh, he was. his breakout role was that dance movie. Dance movie, like that. That's where he met his wife. She's a dancer, too. Oh, he was in Logan Lucky. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I did see that movie. Is that the one where they uh, rob uh... NASCAR or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, he was also in what was I? Oh, Foxcatcher. That was a good movie. I haven't seen that either. That's a good one with uh, Steve Carell, and Channing plays a, um, <clears throat> a college Olympic wrestler. And Steve Carell plays his weird coach. It it was up for a bunch of Oscars. Step Up was the dance movie. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Oh, my gosh. He was also a dancer in the Ricky Martin uh, She Bangs video short. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you, IMDb. <laughs> Okay, who plays Deadshot in the 2016 movie Suicide Squad? Will Smith. Yeah! Ooh, this is one of my favorite actresses. Uh, Saoirse Ronan plays Ellis, an immigrant into which part of New York in a 2015 movie? So what part of New York does she immigrate into? I don't even pick a borough. <laughs> I don't even think I know this movie. It's a good one. What movie is She's it? Irish. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's um, oh no, it's the name of the movie is the borough. Oh, the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's it's Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn. Okay, I I don't know. Not familiar with that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. She Rock. she has her natural Irish accent on in it. Okay. What what is it set? I mean, is it a current day movie or is it is it a? No, I think it's set in like the the thirties or forties. Okay. And the problem is she meets she meets this American, and I don't think her family approves of her marrying an American. So oh, okay. yeah, and she has she has family that's back in Ireland. I think they want her to come back, but she doesn't want to. Okay, okay, what what is the surname of John Travolta's character Danny in Greece? Uh, Zuko. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew that. I knew the older trivia. <laughs> I'm out of touch the last couple of years being in school. That is an okay excuse. Okay. I'll catch up one of these days after I graduate next year. Sounds like a plan, right? 
Yep. Um, okay, this is the last one. Which character does Tim Allen voice in Toy Story? Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> to infinity? And beyond. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, I think we're... I think we did good. Yeah. Okay, this concludes our our first episode, Phil. Can you believe we finished it? I know it's it's crazy. After several tries and a COVID pandemic, we finally finished the first episode. Did it? It's like we finished so, a half marathon. I know. So next episode, uh, let's plan on watching uh, Bloodshot. And talking about that. Yes, I'm excited because, um, go ahead. Yeah, well, I just said dovetails in because it was one of those movies that was uh, currently at the theater and kind of got shut down because of the theater closings. So it's available now to, to stream or, is it stream or buy? Or do you just have to buy it? Okay, to buy. So we will watch that and discuss that. And yeah, then, it's available. It's available on Prime. That's where I got it. Okay. And then, um, are you familiar with the book Metro Twenty Thirty Three, which is also a video game? There's a video game adaptation. I am not. Okay. Well, that's going to be your homework assignment. I want you to, to delve into that, and we will discuss that next episode as well. Okay. I, yes, Professor Phil. <laughs> all right so we have plans for next week that means yes ladies and gentlemen there will be another episode that you can tune into tune in next week uh when we review the movie bloodshot starring mm-hmm. vin diesel and also the video game metro 20 what is it 33 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 30, 30. yes see you